let us go to God in prayer. Gracious, loving, and caring God, it's because you live that we can face this day, the next day, and every day that you give us. Lord, we thank you for this morning. We thank you for the blessing. We thank you for your Holy Spirit. I don't have to say come, Holy Spirit, because you were already here when we got here. Thank you for being in the presence. Thank you for your grace. Thank you for your mercy. Thank you for being God this day. Because if it was not for you, where would we be? Gracious God, move me behind the cross. The word that resonates in my heart is a word of great rest and contemplation. Lord, I thank you for your mercy. I thank you for your grace. But I thank you more than anything for your breath. Move me behind the cross. Let the words of your mouth come forth through me as your vessel this day. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Ushers, thank you for your service this day. We appreciate your diligence. Theophilus, thank you for being ready to be a servant for the Lord. Communion steward, it's just a few of the stewards and the stewardess today, but I know y'all are ready. In the name of Jesus. And Miss Marietta and the senior choir, we thank you for your worship. We thank you for your love and your greatness. And all who have gone forth this week, from the preparation of the building, from Ms. Patterson to Mr. Cheatham to even the broke-down copy machine. We just thank God for his everlasting love and his mercy. The title of the song we just sang was Simply Because He Lives. When we get to the refrain, it's interesting that many of us, whether we're Baptists, whether we're Methodists, whether we're Catholic or whomever. This is a song that resonates within our hearts. It simply says, because he lives, I can face tomorrow. Because the one and only Jesus the Christ lives. Imagine what it takes for him to live. Imagine what it means for him to be a risen Savior. Imagine in our hearts of hearts what it means to know that you just are loved in such a way that he took on the sins of the world. Died a brutal and harsh death. Laid on a tomb for three days and got up. Because of him, we have a future. Because of him, we have today. But because of his great love, you and I know grace. You and I know love. You and I experience the greatness of a true and living God. 
When I say to you that love is an action verb, all the English teachers and all the people who have ever taught English in life should jump up and say, finally somebody gets it. I see papers in and papers out, students writing, and they write like it's just a dreamboat emotion. They dangle love on the paper. They write little love notes to each other. They hardly can pay attention to the teaching because they're stargazed by love. Think about when you first felt that tug at your heart. Blew your mind. I talk to Miss Bro from time to time, and she constantly tells me how her and Mr. Bro are still dating because they're in love. <laughs> oh, she's blushing now. Oh, I've told the secret. They're still out dating because they love each other. They sneak off to little places, and Alice is calling around the city trying to find out where is it that my mother and father have gone. <laughs> Love is a ticklish kind of thing. But the love that I'm preaching about today is greater than the romance. Greater than brother and sisterly love. Greater than the argument that says, don't say anything to my sister. I'm the only one that can say that to her. If you dare to say, I'm going to get you. Because that's my sister, that's my brother, that's my cousin. It's a different kind of love. It's that kind of love where you as children in a family will keep the uttermost secrets from your parents. You almost have a love alliance with each other. You'll say, look, if you don't tell, I won't tell. And when the other one tells, we just give them that look. I still love you, but you broke our bond. You said you wouldn't tell. But they had to tell somebody because they didn't want to get in trouble. We're not talking about that kind of love. The passage of John is talking about the greatest of greatest of greatest love. This passage of John deals with a scriptural foundation that is so powerful, it's almost just mind-boggling. I say to you, it's not just a gentle love. It's not just a... Inconsequential love. I mean, it's the kind of love where it'll tell you, I mean, just, it's not a love like, you know, where you have a, a carrot that you dangle in front of somebody and say, I love you forever and ever. If you do these 15 things. But if you don't do this, I don't love you no more. It's not that kind of love. It's not the kind of Weight it down, love. It's not the kind of love that'll keep you crippled. You know, just make you feel like you can't walk nowhere, talk to them. It's not that kind of love. Because it's a free love. It's not even a judgmental kind of love. If I walk to you with multicolored boots on a dry, sunny day, then she look up and say, the woman that walks tonight, she's all vacation, and she's got the wrong kind of equipment. What is on the line? It's just that kind of 
Catholic Church, Methodist, Baptist, Methodist, whoever you are. They just want the world to know that God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. And they leave Bibles everywhere they go. It was rather interesting because there were people I had never seen, but they were speaking the same language I was speaking. Then I had an opportunity to, like I said last week, attend Memorial High School before I left. And that was a great experience, and I, I look forward to being able to go again. But there's an energy that's about love. There's a newness about love. God gives us what? Our daily bread. Gives us brand new mercies each and every day. But at the end of it all, we don't get it unless we know that God loves us. And then on the way from a journey that was so interesting, we went to a part of Mexico that we had never been to. We went away we had never gone. We went to a brand new airport, and I was standing there saying, no, I've never been here before. And then we went on a journey through what I call the desert. Somebody say the desert. When you live in Texas and everything is hot, humid, and green, when you get to the desert, you say, well, is this love? Well, dry, I mean, these people need to say they dry. But they were happy that it was dry. I mean, it wasn't bothering them at all. And they were just driving along. You know, I felt like I was in the Wiley Coyote cartoon. You know, just driving out and feeling like, ooh. I mean, it was just that kind of thing. But here we were in a car with a man who basically his first language was Spanish. And here's how the love of God works. Well, just take this one minute. You don't take anything else. When God puts something in your heart and he wants you to know it, he'll prepare you to do it. When God puts something in your heart that is so important, He gives you all the preparation to handle it. Two weeks before we left, I told you I have to see the Ray movie. Anybody know the Ray movie? I'm a person that says I'm destined to see a movie the first day it comes out. If it gets past three weeks, I'm not going. It just gets past me. And I can go year in and year out and never see a movie, but really have all intentions on going to the movie. But I decided I wanted to see Ray because God had put it in my heart. And my, truthfully speaking, Ray Charles was one of my dad's favorite artists. And I said, well, James, what his name? Jimmy Fox? Jamie? He had one that they Well, I figured I better see what the movie was all about. So I went and got the movie and I saw it, but I went to you know, the DVD. I'm technology challenger. You can play all the scenes, the deleted scenes, the special things. I just had a good time seeing the whole DVD. And little did I know that Jesus was going to use that knowledge in a cab with his Hispanic cab driver to talk about Jesus Christ. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that he expects us to be lovers and believers in who he is. He expects us to love him. He expects us to know that he is the Christ. He wants us to believe in him in such a way. But the man was talking and he said we had asked questions about politics and the people and you know, it was just a great conversation. But he said, you know, I saw this movie Ray. 
And I wanted to ask someone a question. And I looked at me like, what is this major Ray asked us about Ray? He says, I've been wondering and wondering what is it about the gospel music? What is the gospel? Why did the people throw him out because of the gospel? Believe it or not, there's a great scene in that movie that shows why the people were so upset because Ray was singing from his soul. Ray was singing what he had learned. He brought into an environment that did not understand the love of Jesus Christ. Did not understand. He, yes, he was in the hunky truck. Yes, he was in the car. But he bought what was in there. So the next thing is, whatever we love, we take it everywhere we go. Somebody ought to be able to look at you and see the love of Christ in you. Somebody ought to be able to see it before you even open your mouth. And all the people this man could ask, why is this? I didn't have a tattoo on it. I didn't have something saying, hello, my name is Jackie Thomas King and I'm the preacher of. I didn't have any of that. But he asked And it was an optimal moment to share the love of Christ. I pulled out some CDs and we listened to Wild Gospel 2005. And the first thing the man said, Ooh, I can feel the Lord. I can feel the presence of God right here. He's driving down the road, dusty road in Arizona. Amen. And he was just declaring Jesus and everything was on us. He said, Where can I get this? We don't have this in the church I go to. I'm Catholic and we don't have this. What can I do? I said, there's a Target, uh, a Walmart, a Best Buy, baby. You can get this somewhere. But he was going from to something. He had no more questions about Jesus Christ. He didn't have any more questions about the gospel. He didn't have any more questions about the love because he felt it in his spirit. So we go from a point where we say, how is it that Jesus says to the disciples to do two things? To love me and to follow my commandments. Yeah. On this first Sunday of May, I asked you, did you tell God this morning that you loved him? Did you tell him that you felt him from the top of your head to the soles of your feet? Did you say to him, look, I know everything has a good smoke. I know I have not been the child of God that you call me to be. But I come to you this morning and I said, I repented for I changed my way. I saw the light. I've experienced what you wanted me to experience because you gave me the peace of God this day. Right. And did you feel the God? Did you feel the praise? I also said to the gentleman, he said, how is it that you know this? I said, turn to the song. Realize the songs of King David are praises unto God. Shout out in the victory that he would hear your cry in the middle of the night. The commentary writers highlight this last score simply because they say that the purpose of this discourse was to help the disciples in the future realize one answer. That just because Jesus Christ was leaving the earth, he was sending a comforter. 
but we will continue to go from generation to generation to generation the love of Christ. So I say to you this morning, if your mama knew, and your daddy knew, and your granddaddy knew, and your great-great-granddaddy knew, do you know? Love is an action verb. It's not a conditional situation. It's not something we hold back or take away from people because the love of God is bigger than this place. The love of God is in the eyes of the person who knows you. When you look into their eyes, you can see it to their soul. You can see their spirit and they see yours and they know that the love of God is present. But you might say, Preacher, I went on vacation last week. And I was dealing with my kids, my cats, my dog, my employer, my challenges, my situation. And you want to talk to me about love? You might even want to ask me, what's love got to do with it? I say to you this morning, I stop by here to say it has everything to do with it. Love can erase apathy. Love can erase discord. Love can erase pain. Love can erase challenges. Love can erase all the things that are holding you back from Jesus Christ. But you gotta believe. Just like love is an action word, so is believe. He asks us to do two things: to love Him and to follow His commandments. Think about what his commandments were. If you have a chance to read uh, 1 John 3, 13 through 24, it sends out the commandment that says love one another. If you read John 13, 24, it sends out a new commandment that says, I give to you that you would love one another. And imagine what it's saying over and over because the commandment is saying, believe in me, but love one another. And that means you love your family, you love the stranger, you love the person walking up the street. You may not like what they do, but you love their being. Last Sunday, a woman walked in here that many of us are familiar with. She went to shaking and hugging and everybody. She needed the love of the church. Many of us responded, but many of us were challenged. Why is she here? Who let her in? But that was the faith of God. Because God says that we are to love all. We are to care for the homeless. We are to deal with with love with the people. We're not to judge. We're not to be slow. And say, God, we're good at that. But God is calling us to get even better at it. Because when that faith comes to us and we say, only by the grace of God. There's who could I be? I could have been homeless, but he kept me. I could have been dead, but he kept me alive. I could have been under the street, over the bush, no home. But he kept me. I know what it means to be kept by the Holy Spirit. I know what it means to be loved by Christ. Do you know? Do you live it? Do you breathe it? Do you talk it? Do you have it in your heart? Yeah. I say that we do. The love is an action. Love is not folding your arms and saying, 
if you got altered today because you have worried yourself into the ground and you're sitting there with your arms folded, just let it go. By the grace of God, by the love of Jesus Christ, there is nothing unlovable about you, 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 me, me. It's not unlovable. God who wants the world. They gave it all the God in the And so I say to you this morning, think about how you love God. Are you a conditional? Are you a judgmental? Are you just weighted down and burdened? Believe it or not, this morning was for you. There's nothing. Kids, cats, dogs, jobs. Husband, wife, ex-wife, ex-husband, their children, mama, brother, cousin. Roommate, workmate. People on the last job that you really thought you should have promoted on. Nothing. It's not the love of Jesus. The greatest gift is the gift of love. And he gives it to us so that we would give it to us. This day, think about it before we take communion. Is there something I need to tell God? Is there something I haven't been listening to? Is there something I've been trying to handle on my own? Is there something that really has me just locked out? I invite you today to think about the water coming in, grabbing your unforgiveness, and washing it out into the sea of forgiveness. Bringing back to you love and having it seen only as a great gift from the one above. We need to make the world, not the sky, not the moon, but he gave us a gift. This day, would you believe beyond your wildest imagination that he does for you to give you life everlasting? Will you believe? Will you love? And will you call upon the great God of all God and say, Jesus? I'm lovable. Jesus, you can kill and just eliminate all strength. But about me, just imagine this newness from this day to God. For God so loved the world that he gave us only to God. So I say to you this morning, Jesus breaks down barriers, walls, hatred, shame, injustice to give you the greatest thing, and that is the love from him above. Know that you have it. Know that when you give it away, 
will just give you more. The doors of the church are open. Will you join me and say my hand this day?